0: Hey, redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian.
1: Today's episode is so cool. We have on Elise Delbum from season 23 of The Bachelor, and she was one of the only redheads on it's The Bachelor. Like, it's been- Select few. Very select few, and- I don't know if you guys know this, but Stephanie and I, we love The Bachelor, but we super, super love Big Brother. We've been watching it. we watch watched every different, single season. Different network. Totally different <laughs> network, but like we love that reality TV sometimes. It's mm-hmm. like such a guilty pleasure. So every time there's like a redhead who's like on one of these shows, we're like, we have to talk to them because we know that their story of like being one of the only redheads on a really popular reality TV show on a main network is like a really, really big deal. And on top of that, she is a makeup artist. So we want to talk to her about like all the Redhead Beauty stuff, about The Bachelor,
0: about what she brought to The Bachelor House. Yeah. And Refinery 29 wrote about Elise while she was on the show or while it was either airing or coming out every week, saying, in quotes, but one contestant, speaking of Elise on Colton Underwood's. Season stood out simply because of her hair color. Sigh. Redheads are oddly rare on the show, end quotes. So she grew up outside of Anchorage in Alaska, where she spent her childhood outdoors. She found a warmer climate, which is now Arizona, Scottsdale, matter of fact, where she now works as a makeup artist. And she owns GlamourGasp.com, which gives one on one makeup lessons online, which is super cool. I Isn't think that super cool? Nowadays, with everything being on YouTube, it's such a saturated network, oh I my think, God, it's and like it can be very overwhelming. But if you find one artist that you truly love, you tend to obviously, whether you're looking at their videos on YouTube or something along those lines, you tend to stick with them because maybe you like their product recommendations. I know for Adrian and I, we love finding a makeup artist who's number one a redhead, you know, because they They get it. They get it. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool though that she has a platform where you can go on and get any tips, any advice. So we wanted to talk to her, yeah, about all of her beauty recommendations. And I'm sure now she can talk about The Bachelor because when we... We
1: connected with her like right after and then she did a... She did an article. She did an article on how to be a redhead about... Makeup. Makeup. Makeup makeup tips. So we'll put that in the podcast notes because you guys should definitely see her recommendations because she had some really, really great ones. But I think for this episode, because we'll probably have her on more because she's super cool, is we wanted to basically talk to her about like how it was growing up as a redhead in Alaska transforming now like as a makeup artist as an adult in Arizona and then who was in the spotlight on yeah, TV yeah yeah and like she's she was the redhead on the bachelor like if you type in redhead bachelor mm-hmm. she comes up and she's just has beautiful hair. She, her makeup's awesome. So there's obviously Stephanie and I could talk about like all this stuff for hours and hours because being a redhead is like so complex in that, you know, there's like certain skin and certain hair and certain makeup and like, also life stuff that you can talk about Mm -hmm. so there's just so much that we can talk about um but we're really excited to have her on to talk about like all the questions that you guys were asking us to ask her about the bachelor and just to get her take on like what it was like to live in a house with all those strangers and oh my gosh all the women
0: sorority house times a hundred with like cameras on you yeah I mean I guess in a sorority too you're they're like 18, 21. I don't know. The majority of these girls, I guess the average age is they're pretty young.
1: I think that they're think pretty they're young. over
0: 21. We don't want... We used to love The Bachelor, and then... Not that we don't love it anymore. We are not... It, there's so many die seasons. Diehards. I know. Yeah, there's so
1: many seasons. So you have to... Really, be a diehard to like stick with it for this long. Like that's how we are. We big big brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you only have so much time in life. So anyway, we are like so excited to have her on. And just to be able to talk with her about all the cool things about being a redhead. And I'm just like really excited to, think, know about some of her makeup tips because her makeup's awesome, which we'll definitely beautiful her Instagram. her Instagram, mm-hmm. her eyebrows, great eyebrows. Yeah. We'll really definitely c- talk about like lashes and all that good stuff. Yep. Yeah. So let's give her a call.
0: Guess what, redheads? The H2BAR box is now offering a deluxe version of the beauty box sent out four times a year In addition to the monthly box, you now have two options for enjoying the beauty subscription box for redheads. The monthly box is worth $80 plus and the deluxe quarterly box is worth $250 plus.
1: Each and every product is redhead friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20% off. Hello? Hi, Elise. It's Adrian and Stephanie. Hi, girls. How are you? Hi. Good, good. Um, so we're so happy to have you on. We've been wanting to talk to you for so long, so this is really cool.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. Now that I'm, you know able to talk a little bit more freely, it's a lot easier. Right. Sure. That's
1: so cool. So we just love that you represented your red hair so well on The Bachelor. I remember when you were going to be on, Stephanie wrote me and like sent a screenshot and was like, yes, finally a redhead. So we were just so cool because like it's so rare. Like we're big fans of Big Brother on CBS and um, there's never a redhead. redhead.
2: You know, they got to find more of us. I Every rose ceremony, I just kept saying, oh, I only have a couple more, and I've been the longest standing redhead on this show. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I think that they
0: they should definitely have at least one or two redheads in every season, but I think that's speaking from being a redhead.
2: <laughs> I I agree with you, but that was my, my goal when I got there, when I, when I was trying to distract myself from what was really going on. I just thought, i to make a couple of those ceremonies so that I can show some red hair on this show. Finally. <laughs> love that. Yeah,
1: me too. So before we jump into questions about The Bachelor, because we know everyone's going to want to know the details. Um, we wanted mm-hmm. to we wanted to ask you first because we love this question is what was it like growing up with red hair? Because most redheads have the same story, but it seems to shape all of us redheads in a very unique way. So we just want to know what it was like, because we know you grew up in Alaska. So how was it like growing up in a very like, you know, different environment than most people, but also having red hair? Well,
2: growing up in Alaska was incredible. I described my childhood as kind of a huckleberry Finn experience, because wow. there was just a lot of playing outdoors and going fishing and seeing things that I obviously took for granted because I didn't know any different. Right. And now when I go back, I'm just in awe of how beautiful it is there. But growing up as a redhead, I I think we all share the same experience that there's a lot of um, touching of your hair. <laughs> yeah, <Watch that>. definitely. <laughs> And I had two redheaded sisters, so in a small town, we definitely kind of stood out, especially when we did any family audience, to have three girls with all different, very bright red hair walking in. Really, so you have two got, sisters? Wow. Yep, we all came out with different shades of red, and I think my parents were confused when my older sister was born, and by the time I came around, they just expected they were going to have another redhead child, but. They had no idea where the red hair came from.
0: <laughs> wow, that's so interesting. So the gene is definitely really dominant in on both sides of your parents.
2: It, it is. We found out after doing a little research that it was four generations back. My great 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 grandmother was a redhead. Wow. That's and really cool. My parents yeah, my parents uh definitely hit the genetic pool correctly because they got three of us, but Growing up, it was something that I actually hated,
0: mm. and then
2: um, it wasn't until I went to cosmetology school, and as most hairstylists do, you tend to experiment with hair color, and I got rid of the red hair for the first time and realized very quickly how much it was a part of my identity. Wow. And so that, that hair color didn't last very long because it truly... I didn't feel like myself anymore, and it, it was nice that it happened, even though I can't uh, look very good with brown hair, but um, it, was, it was eye-opening to just how much I identify a lot of my, even my personality, with being the redhead and how used to um, having that marker I am. So I went quickly back to being a redhead and had a much greater appreciation for it since.
1: <laughs> wow. So how old were you when you dyed it? At- Brown?
2: I colored my hair when I was, I guess it would have
1: been 19. Wow. Yeah, that's like an age where you're finding yourself, I guess. And like, I can understand why you did it, but wow, that must have been, you look at yourself in the mirror. I don't know about you, but Stephanie and I, we kind of take for granted that we have red hair. It's just like, oh yeah, it's just there. But I'm sure like once you looked in the mirror and it was brown, it must have been different.
2: (laughs) It was really different. And I was, you know, I think most of us, you end up getting called red or having some sort of redhead nickname. And I was like, oh, they can't even call me that anymore. Who am I without this red hair?
0: Definitely. So
2: I uh, quickly went back to being a redhead and have have just enjoyed it a lot more and have a new appreciation for the fact that it is nice to have something that kind of makes you stand out in the bunch. And instead of looking at that in a bad way, just embracing it.
0: I love that. Love that. So now let's get into some of the bachelor questions. Um. So, okay. yes, after the show, you posted on Instagram stories and explained it as being one of the most challenging experiences you have gone through, you went through. What did you mean by this? And how would you describe your experience as a whole being on the show? You know,
2: it's one of those things that, of course, there's, You know, people talk about the editing and stuff, but I took that as there was this opportunity to be away from work, friends, family, all the things that kind of distract us sometimes from uh, really taking a long look in the mirror and doing some self-evaluation. And when you're on the show, you're doing the ITMs, which is the interviews you see, but that kind of starts to become almost this therapy session where you're talking about your feelings constantly and you're surrounded by other women that are going through the same process as you and as much as you know maybe on the show you see the drama behind the scenes you are really it's like the cameras are being a mirror (laughs) in a way and you're seeing yourself at your most vulnerable state away from everything that's comfortable and familiar and really forced to take a look you know in that situation of maybe your past dating life and where things went wrong and what it is that you're looking for in a partner. And that's just not something that you get um, the opportunity to do when you're normal day in, day out, you know, you got to go to work, you have to take care of your responsibilities. And so to put all of that on pause and really reflect on um, what it is that you need, what it is that you need to work on, and also seeing how your relationships even play out with other females and how you maybe need to grow when it comes to conflict resolution or well, for me it was a very big test of patience Yeah, <laughs> and
1: okay. oh, wow.
2: it it's it just you know to me the cameras and the production team was not a negative whatsoever it was an opportunity to have um a very rare opportunity to really have time to talk about your feelings every single day and the cameras acted as almost a mirror to where you got to watch yourself back in certain situations and see what you would want to change. And that's just not an experience that we normally get in life.
0: Yeah. How long were you in the house total? How many days?
2: Um, we were in the mansion, let's see, it was three episodes, so probably about a week and a half. Okay, that's a long left. time. But and... it
1: probably felt like a lot longer. It probably felt like a, like a long time, like a month.
2: You know that if you're not out on a date, those days in the mansion get pretty long because there's yeah. just a lot of girl chats going on. And unless you've lived in a sorority, it is a very new experience to be um, kind of put in a house with a whole bunch of strangers and trying to the first couple weeks really get a read on people and see where you fit amongst all of these women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and what I'm taking too, from hearing you, and I think that it's so awesome is that you're taking it as like such a positive experience to grow yourself, or I'm sure a lot of people, some people probably wouldn't take it that way. Um, which I think is really awesome. Like I was actually putting myself in your shoes thinking like, how would I be in those circumstances? And so I think the way that you handled it was really great. But I also, we also wanted to talk to you about, you said that you were authentically yourself, which is really hard when you're in a house with a bunch of people that you
0: don't know. Especially women, other, I, I feel. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. And when we read that, we were talking about how, you know, redheads have a quality with their red hair to, you know, you, you end up embracing who you are inside and out. And I was wondering if that's how you became authentically yourself in the bachelor house because of your experience being a redhead or is it just your personality
2: um I think there was a lot of factors that played into it you know and when I say I was authentically me I'm not saying that in a way to boost myself up or as a sense of pride because there was moments that I wasn't proud of how I handled situations but um it was just I did not see a point. I'm not an actress in going in and representing myself as anything, but here's the good, the bad, the ugly, and maybe some some nice moments hopefully in between. Um, but I think as you mentioned, like when you are a redhead, you have, it's not like other hair colors where it's just kind of a normal thing. You're used to getting attention for something from a very, very young age. And when you kind of have something that automatically puts you on display, um, it seems to be pretty early on that you have to uh, be comfortable in that role. Right. And, you know, as much as I think I could do without all the people touching my hair when I was a kid, <laughs> <laughs> um, it definitely, you know, there's things that go along with being a redhead and having people um, kind of spot you. Immediately. I know you for that. And it kind of almost forces your personality to come out and shine so that it's not just, oh, she's a redhead, but it's like, no, I'm Elise. I'm not just the ginger girl down the street. I have this personality and I need to show that as well.
1: Right. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I think that you did it in such a positive way. That's so awesome. Um, so we were wondering when you were in the bachelor house, what were your redhead friendly items that you could bring with you?
0: Because we, we remember when we interviewed you on mm-hmm. in an article on how to be redhead.com and when we shared it, the most, I guess the one thing that a lot of our audience took away from when you gave some of the beauty product tips was about sunless tanner and they, You know, that just kind of resonated with us when we were reading the article. So did you bring, in terms of like the products that you brought in the house, did you bring Sunless Tanner? Because I know that you said how much you love it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did I ever? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was the first thing when I got cast for the show. I got my dresses and then I got Sunless Tanner and the Sally Hansen products that I always talk about. Um, And I was introduced to some different brands that I was on the show, but... I certainly, I think I, you guys are going to laugh at this. I think I brought six bottles of sunless tanner. That's awesome. That is so funny. I love it. And probably an equal amount of the Southampton, like, airbrush legs that I put on my body, the body makeup. That was the first thing I packed besides my dresses.
0: <laughs> that is so great. I mean, hey, everyone, every redhead needs a little glow, especially how much you had to probably get dressed up in the house. And be on camera. I would, yeah. feel, I would do the same thing.
2: Absolutely. And I mean, you never knew what a date was going to hold. And I just thought, oh, my goodness. I. You never know when you're going on a date to let date card's red. And then what if it's a date wearing a swimsuit? I don't want to be glowing on TV for that reason. Right. I don't Everyone putting their sunglasses on to be around me. So yes, I was the self-tanner junkie and we had a lot of uh, self-tanning parties in the bathrooms of the mansion, that is for sure.
1: (laughs) That is so cool. So um, like, let's talk about some, I know you're a makeup artist. So Mm -hmm. what are like, what is in your makeup bag right now in terms of like the essentials for redheads, like mascara and eyebrow product and stuff like that?
2: Absolutely. Well, I've gotten in the habit now of tinting my eyelashes which has made a massive difference to my dependency on mascara. Yeah, It is
0: life changing to get that done.
2: It really is and so um, as much as I'm a mascara junkie now I've kind of especially living in Arizona sometimes it's just too hot to put makeup on So tinting my lashes has made a big difference in just looking more awake. Because as you know, as soon as we take the makeup off, sometimes those uh, platinum blonde eyelashes don't really help you to look awake (laughs) by any means. Uh, Uh, So for me, um, when we were just around the mansion in the house, I always made sure at the time I had mascara and some eyebrow color, because those two things, just deepening those, I felt just made me look a lot more awake and alert and kind of on camera ready without having to wear a face full of makeup.
0: Yeah, I love that. And what are some brands are you loving right now in your makeup bag? Or maybe just, I know for me, this is Stephanie, mascara, I know that you're tinting your lashes now. I have a really hard time finding a mascara that I love. Or do you curl your lashes? First, before you apply mascara because mine sticks straight out and I have to curl them or else they just won't look good.
2: Well, I have really naturally curly hair. So I, I guess I kind of won the lottery in that department because my lashes curl up pretty good on their oh, own. Oh, that's nice. My is naturally curly, but it also means I can have some unruly eyebrows sometimes. So I am absolutely obsessed with the brow gel from Anastasia Beverly Hills because there's so many brow products that are marketed as, you know, for redheads, Auburn and uh, whatnot, but they tend to be tinted with too much red and look, mm-hmm, yeah. I don't want Ronald McDonald eyebrows. Right. So they for look me too and my ginger. Haircut, yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. And so for me, um, I found that the Anesthesia Beverly Hills um, setting gel that is for uh, marketed as Auburn has enough natural kind of brown to it Um, That it doesn't look like I have these crazy orange eyebrows and it holds those curly, unruly eyebrow hairs in place. So that is a must have in my kit. And then um, when it comes to mascara, I am a big advocate for drugstore mascara because that is the one product that you really have to follow that expiration date of when you open it, it needs to be thrown away in 90 days. Yeah, I just can't get my head around spending 20 plus dollars for something that I know I need to throw out. So before, you know, usually before the bottle's even gone. So the one that I've always gone to is the L'Oreal Voluminous carbon black which i wish i could maybe make an abbreviation of that name because it's a mouthful um but it's like eight dollars i think it's even cheaper on amazon and that has been my go-to because it is so pigmented um but it keeps your lashes really soft and it's really easy to remove
1: yeah i know and i i love that one by l'oreal too and um I feel like Stephanie and I are always saying we love black mascara on a redhead. And some of our followers are like, no, I only want to do brown or like a red mascara, or whatever you want to do to make yourself feel confident, we're behind. But we just love a black mascara yeah. with, with red hair. We just think it looks so beautiful.
2: I am certainly a fan. There was a company that is called Just for Redheads that sent yeah. me um, a really beautiful kind of brownish red mascara. And I ended up Passing it on because I I just cannot get away from my black mascara. It was beautiful, but I'm so used to seeing that contrast of like fair skin and then black. the blackness of the mascara, and I, I don't know if I could ever get rid of it.
1: Yeah, same here. We just we love it as much as we've we've tried, but then I just I feel like I'm still not awake. Like you use that word awake. It's such a good word for redheads when I put the brown mascara on, I don't feel as awake.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, <know laughs> I know. what you mean. <laughs> I just
1: don't feel like that, like push to like, I don't know, even uh, I'll, yeah, do, I don't I'll do, I'll do brown like eyeliner.
2: It... Oh yeah, for sure. I've actually been really into lately. Um, I switched out a lot of my, I used to do a wing liner with black and now I've been doing it with a dark maroon liquid lipstick and oh, I wow. am loving how that looks because It's softer, I think, against the skin tone, but then you still have the black um, mascara to kind of, you know, keep that awake look as we keep putting it, Um, but it just seems a lot softer, and I have been obsessed with it.
0: I love that. So, it's a
2: maroon lip liner? It's a maroon liquid lipstick, Okay. and it's from Jeffree Star Cosmetics. I'll have to look at the name and report back to you, but... Um, so it's approved around the eye area, but because I have green eyes, using a contrasting color like red right next to them, um, I feel like it really draws attention to my eyes without having that heavy black liner that can sometimes make the eyes look a little bit more shut down. So yeah. I still get the drama of a wing, but a little bit softer for my complexion.
1: Yeah, we had a cranberry stuff. If you remember, they we had a company in the H2 bar box, and they had a um, they had a cranberry a maroon. No, no, Lipstick. a cranberry. No, they were eyeliners. It was a maroon, oh, black, yes. and navy. And what our followers got one of one of one of them. So and I was surprised, I was worried about putting the cranberry one in because I thought, oh, some redheads might think it's not. But we never heard any complaints. So they must have put it on and thought it looks it, really good. It is <laughs> such
0: a complimentary color. I really want to try maroon liquid because I feel the exact same way what you said where Sometimes I want to get away from a black liner, but I never know what color to pick. So I'm going to look at that when we get off.
2: I think certainly it can be a little bit um, intimidating because we see red and we think, you know, oh, this is just for the lips. And that's the only place that this would look natural. But I have gotten more compliments on my eyeliner when I switch to that more like maroon tone than I think I've ever gotten about any eye look. I love
0: that. And when it comes to lips, are you a pink lipstick, redhead, or do you love a red lip? What do you kind of lean more towards?
2: You know, I do it all because I don't think, as long as you're getting the right undertones, and for me, it's really important that whatever lip color um, I'm using, it has to have a little bit of life to it, which is where that pink comes in. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one that can get away with that, like, concealer skin color nude, that, that Makes me look dead, so I need a same, little bit. Yeah. Of heat for it. Same, same. Yeah. And then when I dig into some of the deeper tones, I just try to stay away from things with an oranger base and try to go more towards the cool blue tone colors. So even if I'm wearing a red, it needs to have a little bit more of that blue undertone, um, just for my personal preference. Because I feel like not only does it make my teeth look a lot whiter, but it just complements my skin. But I will go all the way to like almost black dark dark lip Ooh. because why not I yeah. think that just because you're a redhead doesn't mean that you have to stick in this fake box of I need to wear brown mascara and really soft tones I think makeup is for everyone and you should be able to play and experiment you just have to find what um complements what undertones complement your specific skin tone exactly and what makes you
0: feel good like I know Adrienne and I we have different lip products that we love that just we lean more towards because on a day to day basis, it makes us feel really good. And we love the fact that it makes our red hair pop even more by adding a little mm-hmm. lip. I know
2: that that well, comes with time. I have to, yeah. Well, and I think um, at least this was my experience growing up is everyone says you need to stay away from red. Redheads yes. can't wear red. And I had that in my head of like, even with clothes. And then it carried on with what makeup, choices. And yet now I find myself using red lipstick all the time and really loving how it looks. And, you know, there's nothing more fierce than a woman in a bold red lip, I don't
0: think. I totally I agree.
2: totally
1: agree. And I don't know about you, but growing up, it was always the people who weren't redheads giving us suggestions mm-hmm. about what we should be wearing. And I always found that a little odd. What? Like, I remember one woman being like, one of my grandmother's friends saying, oh, redheads look awful in pink. And it stayed with me, but she was like a blonde. But my, our grandmother was a redhead. And I remember she always wore pink. She always wore red. She wore like a dark black mascara. She was wearing leopard back in like the 70s. Yeah. So she's ahead of her time. And now <laughs> we look back Love and I'm it. like, I'm so happy we took advice from our grandmother who was a redhead and not the okay. random people with this random bad advice. <laughs> yes. Well,
2: I grew up with, uh, I mean, my dad is a very lasting guy. He's not a fashionista by any age stretch of the imagination. But my mom, I always looked up to her style, but yet she has brown hair and brown eyes. And so what colors looks good on her didn't always, you know, her advice was kind of the same. It didn't always uh, work for her daughters. So it's just been kind of trial and error and finding that for me, as long as, like I said, as long as the undertones are right, I'm going to wear whatever color I want to.
1: So when you're doing makeup on someone and they're a redhead, do you mm-hmm. see like a sense of relief come over them that that you're doing their makeup or? I would have a sense oh, of relief. I would be so
2: <laughs> thrilled <laughs> if you were doing my makeup. 100%. And it happens the most when I work with um, redhead brides is I think that they, even more so than maybe they had an opportunity to look at my portfolio of past work, but they see that I'm a redhead and, and that's a lot of times why they decide to book me. And there's always, the one thing I hear the most is, I booked you and I was so excited you're a redhead because I knew you'd get my foundation right. Yeah. That yeah. is so, because important. so many people, yeah, so many people who red like a redhead and go to the lightest foundation and it just washes them out, especially if they have freckles. Um, And, and that's just not the case. I wear what most people would consider a medium-toned foundation because it gives me a perfect blend between my natural skin tone and my freckles. Mm -hmm. And when you go too light and those freckles get washed out, it looks really strange and you can get that cast of almost like a ghostly cast on the skin that I don't think anybody wants. So there's definitely a sense of relief when there's another redhead doing your makeup, I think. Um, but that is always the biggest complaint is finding the right foundation shade for and,
0: their skin. And speaking of foundation, do you lean more towards a brand? Because I think, this is Stephanie speaking, foundation to me has always been like I try a brand. I like it for like a, one application. And then I just haven't found my favorite, like my cult favorite yet. After all these years. I
2: I hear you. And you know, I I try a lot of new products quite often. But because my skin is so dry, I also find it challenging. But the one thing I go back to, and maybe this is just um, because of my experience as a makeup artist, is I will always, always love the old school cream foundation. And when people hear cream, they think it's going to be oily or really heavy on the skin. And the truth of the matter is it's just really pigmented. So you can use a tiny little bit and get a sheer wash of color or you can, I mean, use them to get tattoo coverage. But I always go back to them because of their vibe, like they're just so pliable and you can do so many different looks with the same product. And truly, they look beautiful on all skin types because they let there's a sense of like a natural moisture coming through and not this overly matte powdered look that I feel like a lot of foundations right now are leaning towards.
0: Mm. Yeah. See, Um, I don't like powder. You don't. I love powder. I don't like, (laughs) I don't like powder foundation. It's exactly what you just said. I have very dry areas on my face that when I put powder on, it just,
2: I like a dewy look. So yep, Yeah. And it can exaggerate everything. Powder is something that, even if you are someone who's really oily, powder has to be used um, very carefully because it can exaggerate any dry patches, fine lines, wrinkles. It's great for setting makeup, but um, I just choose to use cream foundations and give them about 60 seconds to dry down on their own. And I don't find that I need to use powder really anywhere besides underneath my eyes to set my concealer.
1: And do you have sensitive skin?
2: You know, I think I probably started out with sensitive skin. But once you go through cosmetology school, I tell you what, you try everything. <laughs> I'm sure. And so, and so after weekly chemical peels that I didn't need when I was 19, um, I think I've <sighs> kind of toughened my skin up. Um, the one thing that I find, though, is it's really hard for me to find clay masks or I'll just be honest. Sometimes, even though I have dry skin that time a month, I can get those hormonal breakouts.
0: Oh, right. And it's really
2: h- hard for me to find clay masks that um, deal with the breakout but don't over dry the rest of my skin. So, yeah. yeah. Still on the hunt for that, but otherwise. I have been I've been doing too much to my skin that for it to really be called sensitive anymore. I think I've just toughened it up enough.
1: <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, we want to have you back on, um, just to maybe talk about like makeup one oh one for redheads and like really dig into oh, like I yeah. would love and I, I think it would that. be really
0: fun too to do a whole episode on kind of like the steps of makeup application because I know for instance, for like is it concealer first foundation second, you know, what, what do you do is a uh, questions that we get a lot from redheads. Like, do they do eyebrows at, at the end or the beginning? So I think it could be really great to turn that into another episode and kind of do a play by play with maybe your makeup bag in front of you. And we're kind of going through,
2: yeah, talk us through cool. a
0: makeup routine. I think that could be I really love fun. That.
2: Cool. Absolutely. I would love it. I love talking all things makeup. Yeah, and we and love we love heads. Scottsdale,
1: too. So maybe when we're out there, we'll have to see you.
2: Come on down. Just, you know, try not to make it July or August because no redheads allowed to go outside in July. And August <laughs> oh, in my God. I'm
0: sure it's so <laughs> hot. Do you avoid the sun at all times during those summer months?
2: Uh, I avoid being outside. It's not even the sun. It's <laughs> still, you know, above it's 100 high. degrees. The only time I'm getting in a pool in the summer in Arizona is when the sun has gone down. 'Cause otherwise wow. it's like putting eggs on a sidewalk. I'm it's a little too hot for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we loved having you on. Love talking to you. So thanks so much.
2: Thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of your day and we'll chat more makeup tips soon.
0: Sounds yeah, can't great. wait. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks, ladies. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Guess what, Redheads? The H2 Bar Box is now offering a deluxe version of the beauty box sent out four times a year. In addition to the monthly box, you now have two options for enjoying the beauty subscription box for redheads. The monthly box is worth $80 plus and the deluxe quarterly box is worth $250 plus. Each and every product
1: is redhead friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20% off.
0: She's awesome, right? Oh my gosh. I'm going to try the maroon Liner, yeah, on my eyes now because she said that she, I think she said she had green eyes, Mm -hmm. which I do, and I feel sometimes the black is too harsh, yeah, but it is complimentary. I get what she means if you're looking at the color wheel. So,
1: I was actually thinking about this like one time. I don't know if you know about this stuff, but when I was like a sophomore in high school, you know, like what you did back then, this was like what the early 2000s you would just go to the mall with your friends like before before you had your license too you just like walk around with your friends and I was like just coming into my own I was like a sophomore Stephanie was still in grade school and I was with my friend and she was like so beautiful she had like black hair tan skin and to me at that time when I wasn't like fully embracing being a redhead I was like well that's beautiful like Mm -hmm. being dark is beautiful. And so we had gone to like a local store, whatever it was, in the mall, and I bought this maroon hat. And then we went to like the Clinique counter or something and had our makeup done. You know, we had a lot of time. Yeah. And the woman's like, do you want me to match your hat with your with your eyeliner. And I was like, Oh, I don't know if that'll look good. And she did it. And actually it was like a really good experience at a mall that I wasn't expecting. But I remember she did that. And then she put like a dark brown mascara on and I had my hat on. And I remember my friend who I thought was like, so pretty was like, I want to have red hair. And it was like the first time ever. And that story came to my head when Elise brought up the maroon eyeliner Yeah, was like wearing maroon eyeliner was like one of my moments Mm -hmm. where I was like, wow, other people want to have red hair. And I felt really cool to be a redhead. And so I sometimes do. That That brand that we have, hold on, I have my makeup bag. Do I? Oh, it's right there. I have my how to be a redhead makeup bag. Oh, and I
0: know which one you're talking we about.
1: Had, we had um, an eyeliner in the makeup bag, and we put in black, navy, yeah. and cranberry. Yeah. By this brand, Catherine, Catherine Cosmetics. Yeah. Love them. And so I'm I was wearing their black today, but I love their cranberry and like I said in the interview, I was a little nervous when we sent out the cranberry ones to subscribers cuz I thought a lot of people are going to be hesitant like you and I at first. No, it's such but a pretty I never heard, color. We never heard any complaints about it, and I'm really happy because maroon or cranberry are so complimentary, They're so redhead friendly for redheads. They are.
0: I know I'm looking on Amazon right now and like look, I like a liquid eyeliner. Yeah. Liquid, I love that set Mm. look too. But I learned a lot from Elise. And I think more than products, it was about what she talked about being in the house, I think was really profound on sticking to herself. Being true to herself. That's what I took
1: away from it. She was really true to herself. And And that's
0: really important in life, being a woman, being a redhead and... You know, there's certain things, being in the spotlight, I'm sure it was a lot, being around a a lot of women. Mm -hmm. And she loved her sunless tanner.
1: I know. (laughs) I love
0: that. I know. We're going to have to put
1: in the podcast notes about sunless tanner because we did an awesome episode about Mm -hmm. sunless tanner. We did. Because it's really important. If redheads want to wear sunless tanner, it's so important to do it the right way because- yeah. It can look splotchy and with fair skin that most redheads have. Some redheads don't, but most redheads do. You have to make sure that the sunless tanner doesn't look splotchy. And it does take some time and prep. So we had a really good guest on. So we'll put that in the podcast notes too. But I know that Elise put in some of her favorite sunless tanner products. So we'll put that in the podcast notes too. And we were really excited to just have her on. We're definitely, like we said, going to have her back for another episode. So want to help us spread the news about how to be a redhead brand in this podcast, give us a five-star review and tell your friends redheads and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to the podcast directly on how to Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links on whatever we mentioned and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. Woo! Woo! <laughs>